Welcome to The Backstory with Adasa Jacobs. This is the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of current events to where it all started. Know the backstory and you know the story. Let's get started. Hey, it's Adas. So I'm so excited about this episode, 1968. I want you to stay with me to the end because I am going to share with you the one event that happened in 1968 that completely changed the trajectory of the civil unrest taking place all over the world. And if you don't know what that one event is, stay with me and I'm going to share with you that one event. Let's get started. Now, I need to do a little bit of a lead-in to get you to 1968 because there was something that happened immediately following World War II that set the stage for what we experienced in America in the 1960s. That one event happened to be the solution of the nations to bring about peace in the world following World War II. And what was their solution? It was the United Nations Universal Declaration of Human Rights. For the most part, this declaration remained in limbo throughout the entire Cold War. The counterculture of the 1960s and the year 1968 being the exception. So 1968 was a year of unprecedented civil unrest, not only in America, but around the world. It was the end of America's leadership in the Vietnam. Vietnam War. Now I want to talk just a couple minutes about the Vietnam War and America's role in this war so we understand the developments that took place in 1968. Now HistoryNet provides an excellent summary of the Vietnam War. Many of the facts you may not be familiar with, especially because <laughs> we don't really talk about the Vietnam War every day, right? The Vietnam War is commonly known as the Second Indochina War, and it took place from 1954 to 1973. And it refers to the period when the United States and other members of CETO, S-E-A-T-O, that is the Southeast Asian Treaty Organization, this period was when the United States and CETO joined forces with the Republic of South Vietnam to contest the Communist Vietnam. Kong. So who do we have as our players? The U.S., CETO, the Republic of South Vietnam, and they are now contesting Communist Viet Cong and the North Vietnamese Army. So the U.S. had the largest foreign military presence and directed the war from 1965 to 1968. Now for this reason, in Vietnam today, it is known as the American War. This war was a direct result of the First Indochina War that took place from 1946 to 1954 between France, which claimed Vietnam as a colony, and the communist forces then known as Viet Minh. In 1973, a 
third Vietnam War was a continuation, actually between North and South Vietnam, but without significant U.S. involvement. And that war ended with a communist victory in April 1975. The Vietnam War was the longest in U.S. history until the war in Afghanistan that began in 2002. Now, the Vietnam War was an incredibly divisive war in the U.S., Europe, Australia, and elsewhere. Why? Because the U.S. failed to achieve a military victory and the Republic of South Vietnam was ultimately taken over by North Vietnam. The Vietnam experience became known as the only war America ever lost and it remains very controversial even to this day when talking about political and military decisions. So what changed the minds of the American people was the Tet Offensive. If you haven't heard about the Tet Offensive, I'm going to give you just a quick overview. The Tet Offensive took place in 1968 and it was a coordinated series of Vietnamese attacks on more than a hundred cities and outposts in South Vietnam. The offensive was an attempt to foment rebellion among the South Vietnamese population and encourage the United States to scale back in its involvement in the Vietnam War. Now remember, our players are the U.S., CETO, and we've joined forces with the Republic of South Vietnam against Communist Viet Cong and the North Vietnamese Army. So it's the North Vietnamese that actually start the Tet Offensive. However, what begins to happen is the Tet Offensive is filmed live, real time, and that coverage is now coming in television, and the American people are seeing war in real time, and they're not used to this kind of blood and guts and horrors of war. In previous wars, radio and movie theaters would update Americans on the events of what was taking place, but they did so in a way that they never exposed the American public to the gorier side of war. Now, of course, film and photography shocked the American and world conscience when it was exposed to the unimaginable horrors of World War II, the death camps, the slaughter of six million Jews. The world was shocked, but these images, this footage was not in real time. So the Vietnam War also was not in real time until the Tet Offensive. And when the Tet Offensive was televised, when the American people saw the shooting of innocent Vietnamese, the burning of their homes, they could no longer condone such a war. The real-time exposure violated the American collective conscience, causing the younger generation to take to the streets. So political and civil unrest turned the war into a political nightmare, which was manifest in the abandonment of honor and respect towards the U.S. military. Such reproach of our soldiers was totally undeserving. But the collective conscience of the American people was wounded. And it reflected such in its disdain towards government and those obeying its commands. In addition to the war, the civil rights movement was continuing to make great strides in equality. Sadly, 
Both Martin Luther King Jr. and Robert Kennedy were murdered in 1968. The reason for Kennedy's death, though, is pretty interesting. On June 5th, 1968, at 12.13 a.m., Kennedy was shot by Sirhan Sirhan, a 24-year-old Jordanian. The motive for the shooting was apparent anger over several pro-Israel speeches Kennedy had made during his campaign. Who knew, right? He was shot over his belief in the sovereignty of the state of Israel. Now, May 1968 marked the Parisian revolt, uh, the student revolt, in France that escalated until on May 22nd, there were over 9 million workers on strike. Then in October of 1968, there was a similar student uprising in Mexico City. It seemed like everyone who had a gripe revolted. Even the women's liberation groups. They joined members of the New York Now, demonstrated at the Miss America Beauty Contest in Atlantic City, calling for the dismissal of traditional feminine roles and the symbolic burning of the bra. Now, in August 1968, Russia crushed the Prague Spring in Czechoslovakia and Chicago became a battery zone between anti-war demonstrators and the police during the Democratic National Convention. And then there was Mark Rudd, a college junior who returned from a trip to Cuba. He was fired up with the flame of socialist revolution and he helped direct a massive anti-war sit-in at Columbia University. And then there was the grass-smoking, acid-dropping high school and college students that were hanging out, listening to the Beatles, Janis Joplin, and Jimi Hendrix. So this is a pretty good overview of the civil unrest, the hippie drug culture that uh, we always see, you know, the biggest uh, gathering slash uh, concert, like three days or however long it lasted, was Woodstock. Now there were a couple other events, and that included the birth of Intel, the launch into orbit of Apollo 7 and Apollo 8. I was there. I actually saw Apollo 8 launch. I was standing right across from the launching pad in, in Florida. We also saw the election of Nixon and the halt of U.S. bombings in Vietnam. Now, of 1968, Jack Torrey wrote a phenomenal overview in his 2008 article, Chaotic 1968 Changed America Forever. And he ended it with the words of Mark Holansky. Listen closely. America's most turbulent year since the Civil War ended in an instant when racism, poverty, the wars in Vietnam, and the Middle East were shoved aside by the dramatic flight of Apollo 8. Mark Perlansky wrote in his book, 1968, the year that rocked the world. On the evening of December 24th, as Apollo 8 carried humans around the moon for the first time, astronauts William Anders, Jim Lovell, and Frank Borman broadcasted to the world vivid images of Earth and read from the book of Genesis. As he finished, Borman added, and from the crew of Apollo 8, we close with good night, good luck, a Merry Christmas, and God bless all of you, all of you on the good earth. Those words broadcast 
from space caused the entire world to put aside its differences and rest. And from the crew of Apollo 8, we close with good night, good luck, a Merry Christmas, and God bless all of you, all of you on the good earth. Yes, 1968 was what many would call America's coming of age. The end of 10 years of mindless violence and even the end of American idealism. In retrospect, it was also a year of change that brought the American government face to face with issues festering under the surface of our society. Undoubtedly, it revealed the breakdown of our moral framework, but even more so, a coming to terms with a flawed criminal and social justice system that had failed the people, one that the American people would face again. And that's the backstory to the greatest event that took place in 1968, one moment in time that completely changed the course of the world. From Israel, I want to wish everyone a happy, happy holiday. May we all see a 2023 that brings peace and rest to the human race. God bless. Happy holidays. I look forward to seeing you in our next episode of The Backstory. Hey, it's Adaz. Thanks so much for listening. Please like, subscribe, and check out the links below. And if you have questions or topics about current events that you want me to talk about, let me know in the chat or shoot me an email to thebackstory at hadassahjacobs.com. That's thebackstory at H-A-D-A-S-S-A-H-J-A-C-O-B-S dot com. Well, until the next backstory, I'm saying it's a wrap. Talk to you soon.